MoreLikeRadio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink, always drink. I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. And he only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking a mile a minute. Alcohol by Volume? <sighs> I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume, awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show because by hour two he's blitzed. I bet. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin, some stupid. He's Polish weird guy. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol my volume. Alcohol my volume. I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it. It's nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin. So you're blaming the drunker. Yes, I'm blaming the MLI drunker, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Take a barf, drunkie! This is bound to get confusing for me after a little while, but uh, I'm running on two computers tonight. I got the chat room on my laptop, and then my desktop is doing everything else, so I'm going to grab the wrong mouse at some point in time. Welcome to Alcohol by Volume. It's Tuesday, July 29th, 2014. This is episode number 76. If you are listening live, join the chat, morelikeradio.com slash live, and if you're not listening live, you can always do so. Tuesdays 6 to 8 p.m. at morelikeradio.com and uh, welcome to everybody in the chat. I see little Matt. I see Marianne. Little Matt says, yay, time for one of Kevin's stories that make me think that I'm less of an alcoholic. I I don't know if I have any stories like that this week, unfortunately. I've I've barely been drinking over the past week, which um, I think the only reason I've been doing that is because, fuck, I, I don't know why I haven't been drinking more. I've been good with my calories and everything. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm drinking a very delicious beer right now, which I'll I'll get into shortly because I got it from a, a very very good person. Um, but firstly, get your alcohol by volume T-shirts. I I need to sell more. I got 20 days left to fulfill the order. I need 35 more shirts ordered to hit the 50 order minimum threshold. So keep the orders coming. Uh, the two people I got in the chat, Marianne and Little Matt, have bought their shirts. So what the fuck about the rest of you? Come on. Uh, it's at booster.com slash alcohol by volume. They're only $15 with $5 flat rate shipping. And um, I mentioned this last week, but I figure I might as well mention it again. Uh, since Booster only does shipping to the U.S., I'm doing something for my international listeners like Little Matt, Roy Black on Crack. Email me at kevinatmorelikeradio.com. Or message me on Facebook or Twitter. I'll give you my mailing address and PayPal info so you can use that as payment and shipping address for the shirt. And if we hit the minimum threshold for the shirts to get printed, I'll ship them internationally for you. No extra charge. Um, I I have ways of keeping the cost down on that. Uh, Like I said, if I can even get 5% of my listeners slash downloaders to buy a shirt, uh, that's 100 right there. So please get on it. Booster.com slash alcohol by volume. I am laughing at your... uh, at your hashtag there, Matt, but that is sad. (laughs) 
if that is if that's true, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to stab a bitch. Just saying, gonna have to stab a bitch. So, um, even though I have not been drinking much over the past week, I uh, have been drinking a little. I've still been drinking the uh, Founders Dirty Bastard. Um, okay, never mind. I was just checking something that popped up on Facebook there. De- Dennis to the rescue a little bit late. <laughs> ah, whatever. Uh, but I've been drinking Founders Dirty Bastard still, and I found a six-pack of Flying Dogs Dead Rise Ale, the one seasoned with Old Bay. It's actually pretty good. A little strange. I wish I had some good seafood to eat with it. Um, speaking of which, I'm, I'm just going to pop up a news article really quick here. Uh, I know it's a little early in the show for that, but I'm doing it because it's relevant. I actually have no idea how I managed to luck out and find it after reading this one story on CNBC.com. Funny thing is, I saw it at a completely different liquor store yesterday, too. So I've seen it at two different locations out here in Jersey. Um, basically, the beginning of the article just kind of talks about how much of a buzz um, Dead Rise has made in the uh, in the Maryland area and the Chesapeake Bay and everything. Um Let's see. People were ordering this beer before they even tried it. We had people in Frederick trying to bribe the distributors and their drivers with $100 to give them a case of beer off the truck. Um, Let's see. Knowing they had a hit on their hands, Flying Dog made the decision to shift as much production possible to Dead Rise. So the original plan of selling the beer throughout the Mid-Atlantic from New York down to... um, So so out went the original plan of selling the beer throughout the Mid-Atlantic from New York down to North Carolina. So for about five weeks, Flying Dog shifted 65% of its total production capacity to focus solely on meeting Maryland's demand for the beer. Uh, They said, we're selling more Dead Rise just in the state of Maryland than we are with all our other 40-plus beers combined everywhere else. Uh, The decision wasn't an easy one for many reasons, not the least of which was focusing so heavily on the demand for Dead Rise meant that Flying Dog had to temporarily stop all beer shipments to the 26 other states in which they do distribution. Um, So basically, yeah, Dead Rise has become so popular that Flying Dog has had to temporarily stop shipping to all the other states they distribute to, um, including Jersey. So I apparently got in just under the wire with uh, my six-pack of Dead Rise. Again, it's good. I just wish I had some seafood to, to eat it with. I mean, the closest thing I have is some, like, you know, frozen, you know, <laughs> if I could say fresh frozen, right? If anybody's watched Bar Rescue. Um, no, wait, shit, that wasn't Bar Rescue. That was Kitchen Nightmares. Never mind. Um, but I, I have some frozen flounder in the freezer, but I don't think that necessarily... I, I need I need crab. You know, I have some crab cakes with it or something. But um, it's good. And if you like Old Bay, you'll like it, but you'll probably want to pair it with some sort of seafood, crab, something like that. Uh, so I so I got that. Um, and then today, uh, via FedEx, I got a wonderful, wonderful package from our good buddy, White-Ass Brent. Um, I'll just read off the beers that I got in there. Uh, the first one I'm actually drinking right now, and it's fucking fantastic. Uh, Odell Mountain Standard Black IPA, Odell's uh, Lugene Chocolate Milk Stout. I'm very excited about that one. Um, I know Brent said that he liked it, but he thinks that a lot of the kind of beard geeks and everything have mm, hyped it up a little bit too much. And I, I had a feeling that may be the case. A lot of a lot of beers get hyped up like that by the beard geeks. 
Um, Surly Furious IPA. Uh, I've heard many good things about Surly's beers. Surly Overrated West Coast IPA. Third Street Rise to the Top Cream Ale. Third Street Three-Way Pale Ale. Great Divide Rumble IPA. Uh, Dark Horse Sapient uh, Trip Ale. Belgian Triple. Boom Island Witness Belgian Wit Beer. And Flat Earth Mummy Train Pumpkin Ale. Yes, I will be dipping into the pumpkin eventually. Uh, but what I'm doing with these, uh, going on suggestion from Brent, is, um, god damn, why is, oh, okay, that's why my Skype is so low. I'm going to have to bring that up a tad for, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, and if, if anybody does want to Skype in, alcohol by volume, all one word. The phone number, 862-345-7125. That's 862-ALCOHOL. But uh, going on Brent's suggestion, what I'm going to pretty much do is um, stick to two of the beers that I've gotten from him uh, each week on show nights. So tonight I have the Mountain Standard uh, Double Black IPA, and I have the Lugene uh, milk stout, uh, chocolate milk stout sitting in my ice bucket at the moment. And then, of course, I, I just in case I get into three beers, I don't even. I, I've only been I've only been downing two beers per show lately. I don't know why, but I also got a bottle of my uh, Dirty Bastard in there, so in case I need to hit that, and I got a I got a can of Coke Zero here too. So I, I'm I'm gonna be properly, not necessarily hydrated, but I'm gonna have my thirst quenched at least. And uh, with Brent, he is. Uh, I believe planning on calling in at some point tonight to talk about some of the beers that I sent his way. I sent seven beers. I, I did like a six pack of like 12 ounce and there's a, a pint can in there too. And then a uh, bomber bottle. So uh, he's gonna be calling in, I assume tonight to talk about some of the beers I sent his way. Uh, but uh, while we wait for that to happen eventually, uh, I will get into little news tidbits here and there. Uh, apparently Thursday, August 7th, is IPA Day. It's returning, as stated on craftbeer.com by Ashley Rootson, known on social media as the Beer Wench. It was founded in 2011. IPA Day is a universal movement created to unite the voices of craft beer enthusiasts, bloggers, and brewers worldwide using social media as the common arena for connecting the conversation. IPA Day is not the brainchild of a corporate marketing machine, nor is it meant to serve any particular beer brand. IPA Day is an opportunity for all breweries, bloggers, businesses, and consumers to connect and share the... Wait, God damn it! did I... Son of a bitch. Why is my Skype not ringing? I totally see that there is a missed call there, Brent, and I have no idea why it, like, did not even fucking ring here. Goddamn Skype. Uh, try try it again, Brent. I don't know why. Actually, you know what? Um, let me try and call you. See what happens here. Um, <laughs> yeah, little Matt in the chat. Remember the time Kevin hated IPA? Pepperidge Farm remembers. Here we go. Hey, man. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. For some reason, like it just it was not ringing on me. I have no idea why, and I wasn't getting any kind of pop up either. That's all right. Yeah, it's probably the new version of Skype. Uh, glad to hear you got the package. It all came in one piece. Yep, everything was perfectly intact. It was beautiful. You did a hell of a packing job, man. Thank you. And so I'm I'm actually uh, I'm drinking the Mountain Standard right now, and phenomenal. I love it. And I I, I don't see a lot of black IPAs out here these days. So this is this is a nice change from some of the stuff I have. You'll, I think you'll like it because it is a lot stronger. Um, as you know, it's a heavier beer. Yeah. So, 
Um, I'm trying the Reunion Ale 13 that you sent me. Ah, uh, cool. So far, this is by far probably the best out of the four I've tried. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that that one, something about that just jumped out at me. For some reason, it I don't know, the, the flavor mix just really works in that one. Yeah, the only thing I can't taste is the cinnamon that they claim that the, that's in there. That's the only thing I can't taste at all. Yeah, that was that was the one thing I usually wasn't able to get, because I know I've had at least a couple bottles of it, and it, the cinnamon always ends up lost in there, but everything else really jumps out. And I know they're, they're doing, um, uh, I think I did, saw the reunion ale 14 that one's going to be between terrapin and i think schmaltz brewing and i think it's pretty much the same kind of blend but schmaltz is doing it so may turn out a little bit different might get more of the balance of the cinnamon or something like that now a couple of the other ones i've tried Mm -hmm. uh that uh grapefruit one was at morgasm yeah yeah Uh, that one didn't sit well uh see i i wasn't sure about that because i i had it and I don't know. I wanted. I don't know. I wanted more out of it. It just. It. It was. It was okay, but it had a bad aftertaste to it. Uh, kind of me of uh, like a uh, mineral water or something like that. Like you walked into a bake shop. Huh. Like a weird. It just had a weird aftertaste that didn't sit well with That's me. Interesting. I don't know if it was a grapefruit or what, but yeah. But those uh, other two IPAs that you had sent me, the uh, uh, sermon. Yeah. That one was really good. Awesome. Um, and then uh, the one from, uh, oh, God. Uh, I can't remember what it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I sent you. <laughs> Founders, that uh, Devil Dancer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the triple IPA. Uh, that one was like fire. It was <laughs> that was strong. Did you drink that one? No, I haven't actually tried that one yet. Uh, yeah, that one's a sipping one. Yeah, that, that was one of those that... It, Around here, they were not selling it by the either the four or six packs or whatever they were doing. It was always individual bottles on the shelf for that one. Okay, so yeah, really, good. I I suggest you try it just so you can see what a real strong IPA is. Yeah, that's uh, that's one like I think it was twelve or thirteen percent, and that one, it's it's like whiskey. Oh. You just have to zip it down. Ooh, I have another call coming in. Let me see if I can figure out how to add this. Uh, add to group call. Hello, Mitch. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but when we did our beer trade, however long ago that was, didn't I send you a mummy train? Actually, yes, you did, and I realized that after I uh, looked on the uh, the ABV beer list, because I'm like, wait, I have that on there, so I get another mummy yeah, train, which I'm happy stupid, with. Stupid Brent <laughs> trying to take all of the credit for it. Mummy train? What are you talking about? The pumpkin one. <laughs> oh. Was that from Flat Earth? Yeah. Yes. I didn't know that. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I remember that one specifically. And I, I remember because I bought it and I've never actually had it. <laughs> but I should have done. I mean, in all honesty, is I should have bought two of every bottle that I sent to Kevin so I could have at least tried them. But. And I, I think th- I think that uh, that Founders Devil Dancer, that was the only one out of that batch that I hadn't tried before, at least. So. Oh, wow. You're really making Brent feel really stupid now, huh? What? No. Oh! No, no, no. <laughs> but no, I, I, I like Mummy Train. Mummy Train was awesome for me. Hopefully this batch is just as good. Yep, yep. <laughs> M- All right, I just wanted to clear the air, so have a good show, Kevin. Thank you, Mitch. Or check your fucking text messages next time. What, I had a text? 
Oh, yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. You know what? My phone's been fucking up and I haven't been getting notifications. That's why. <laughs> Do that next time, so. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll see you, Mitch. Ah. So, um, let's see. Uh, trying to think what other, um, all the, all the different ones I sent you. Um, I think all that's left is uh, there's a couple uh, stouts left. Mm. Uh, mother's milk and is it the peanut butter one? Yeah, yeah. The um, was it the uh, terrapin uh, liquid bliss? Yes, and then uh, the sour that chased the monkey. That one kind of scares me. <laughs> Sour beer, so I'm kind of like, oh, okay, so I'm gonna save that one for last. Yeah, I figured. I figured that one, even even if it's not necessarily your thing, I wanted to throw it in there anyway because it's it's one of those that you can only get at the brewery, and it's been coming into some more demand out here. So even if it's not necessarily your thing, you can say you tried it. Yeah, I'll try that. Um, oh shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> Happens to me every week. <laughs> But if you have any questions on any of them that I, I sent to you, you know, beforehand, just let me know and I'll, I'll oh, yeah, tell you. I, I pretty much said it. Just if you kind of pair them up by brewer, mm-hmm. um, you're probably going to have a better taste experience. Yeah, and that's pretty much what I'm gonna what, what I'm gonna do from show to show. I'll, I'll I'll probably hold it off from from show to show so I can experience them on air. And I know you told me with that uh, with that one surly to basically pour all but like that last two ounces there yeah it's got a little bit of uh floaties in it and it's it's still good so so you said it has something to do with like vegans getting into it they got well from what i heard is that um a lot of the brewers will use like fish bladder oil or something like that to clear to clear all the impurities out of the beer yeah but that's what i was told and that they got new equipment that actually is like a centrifuge that'll just spin everything out and that that this batch might have been uh, one of their first batches in the machine. Oh, a lot of the stuff might not have all gotten out. Ah, okay. So it was almost kind of like a test batch for them, and pretty much that, that's cool. I, I believe me, I've I've I, I've poured some very like especially with Belgian beers, I've poured some very odd sediment into my beers. <laughs> you you'll see a lot with the bomber bottles and stuff, the stuff that sits on the shelf a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. You get a lot more settlement in them, and. Uh, yeah, but this is a little bit different. These are little floaties. I don't know. I'll drink. Okay. I still drink them. It doesn't bother me. But yeah, it, it probably won't bother me either. All right. Well, I'll let you get back to your show. Well, thank you very much for calling in, Brent. All right. Glad the beer made it. Okay. I will talk to you later. All right. Bye. That was our good buddy, White Ass Brent. And let's see. Back in the chat here. Um, see, I'm, I'm I'm looking I'm looking on my phone. See, because I'm trying to figure this out. Um. Wait, why do I have a? Oh, I have a I have a missed call from Mitch, not a missed text, but a missed call at six oh eight. So, but I don't see I don't have my I don't have my ringer on when I'm doing my show, and I I don't even think I don't even think it's vibrating when I do my show. I'm a professional. Um, I'm like skipping through my mess. Yeah, fuck it. I don't I don't know what it is. I I have another text from the 25th that somehow I completely missed because I don't get damn notifications on my texts anymore. Um, 
I don't get notifications on my voicemails either. I just, if I have a missed call, I look to see if there's a voicemail. I just called my voicemail to check it out. I don't know what the fuck's going on with it. Uh, I'm running a custom OS or a custom ROM and I updated, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago. And ever since then, I don't get uh, notifications. So if, uh, if you've texted me recently and I didn't see it, I'm sorry. I'm not ignoring you. Uh, you actually might be, I don't know. You might be better off emailing me at this point because I'll always see that. Um, but let's see. Do, 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 do. Ah, chef in the chat. He found the beer camp. Twenty-four bucks for a twelve-pack. So he ended up getting the torpedo for ten. Um, yeah, it it doesn't surprise me with that price though. Um, I saw a picture of it. I think it was at a Costco where they were selling. Um, basically you know the full case so it was like you know 24 uh 24 pack and i think it was like 35 or something so that if, if you um actually i don't even think you need a costco membership to uh to buy alcohol if you have a costco that will sell alcohol which um here in jersey i don't think our costco sell any alcohol because of stupid fucking liquor laws that are stupid and retarded so um what was I talking about before I learned how to use Skype? Um, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, IPA day, Thursday, August 7th. Um, and basically, the way it, the way it goes, um, it's it, it's basically a social media hashtag fest to share love of craft beer via word of mouth. That's really what it comes down to. Um, last year, they used the um, hashtag IPA day. Uh, capital I, capital P, capital A, and then lowercase D-A-Y because I guess, I don't know, they, there was some confusion. I don't know if it was people thought it, they were talking about iPads or something. But uh, it trended in several major U.S. cities as well as cities in Europe, China, Japan, New Zealand, Australia, Brazil. So um, if you're drinking an IPA on Thursday, August 7th, or even if you're just drinking a beer, you know, any old beer, even if you're even if you're P Rock and you're you're drinking a Miller Lite, is that is that his beer of choice nowadays? I haven't been able to keep up on it. I just I just know he doesn't drink Coors Light because I got yelled at about that. Um, but yeah, share that hashtag. Try and get it to trend in your area. Blah 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 blah. All that good stuff. Uh, last week I mentioned how um, Stone they are branching into Berlin in Germany. And that they were doing a Indiegogo for it. And I recently found that... Hold on a second here. Ugh. In, well, in some of the beer, nerd, geek, whatever circles, there are... There, there's been some backlash over it. And before I do that, um, let's see. Uh, Western Echo in the chat. Pirox beer of choice is anything that tastes of urine or semen or trannies. And little Matt says, or both. So, uh, or or all all three at the same time. Uh. I guess it's been a while since we had tranny talk on this show, right? Um, you know, got got to do it every few weeks, I suppose. But anyway, uh, with with Stone, um, okay, grab the right mouse, Kevin. Jesus Christ! Uh, some redditors were fucking losing their shit over the Indiegogo and even the changes they've made, including additional benefits in response to some of the backlash. Now, I did the, uh, I think it was the $30 donation, and it, it, it was basically for a t-shirt, and, you know, a Stone Berlin t-shirt. Cool, fine, you know, I, I, 
I, I, I had no, you know, illusions about, you know, Stone, whether they really needed this money or not, or whether it was more of a, you know, give them more of a buffer to do what they need to do and maybe be able to produce more of the one-off beers and stuff like that. And yeah, Western Echo has a point. Tranny talk every two weeks. That's 50% of the time. Well, 50% trannies, you know. But I mean, shit, you know. It, I, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of a witty way to say it, but, you know, tranny, you know, 50% chick, 50% guy, you know. You get tits, you get dick, you know, 50%. That, that's the magic number right there. Um, But I didn't have any illusions about me, you know, saying, oh, you know, they need this money, otherwise the brewery doesn't happen, blah, 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 blah. But other people seem to think that that's what they were implying. Um, So I, I um, the package that I did actually got upgraded, so now it's going to include a stone pint glass too. Um, and um, I don't know if, I don't think that was my chair, Matt. I, I think that might actually be my uh, fucking mic arm. I can actually get it to do it now. Oh, of course. When I when I try and do it, it doesn't fucking do it. God damn it! I, I've, I've been meaning to WD forty this thing for weeks, and you know, okay. Thank you, Dennis. Not Steve. People listen to the show. Okay, I feel better about myself now. Um. Okay. Yeah. Now I see where it's squeaking. God damn it! Ugh. T- to give you an idea how slow I am with fixing shit like that, though, we we have a um. Uh, coming downstairs to where my studio is, uh, we had a handrail that was basically falling off the wall. And it, it had been like that for probably at least two months or so. And if, I mean, if you touch the goddamn thing, it would just fall off. So um, I finally got sick of it the other day after about two months and fixed the thing. So uh, th- this squeaky... Um, <laughs> Damn it, little Matt. I've been meaning the WD-40 of this thing for a while. That's some good lube. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to fix this before next week. Somebody remind me on Twitter. I really will. But with, with, with the Stone Indiegogo, people on Reddit were losing their shit. Um, the, the problem they have is that Stone, according to them, at least their interpretation of it, didn't claim that right off the hop that the need for money you know was you know luxury and not necessity and it, they're they're worried that um you know stones backpedaling oh, and chef in the chat talking about uh <laughs> talking about repairing things how's the mailbox holding up surprisingly good no trucks have crashed into it yet um ah <laughs> <sighs> it's it's holding up good nothing's falling off yet I managed to managed to screw that thing in there, but good. Um, but Redditor comments they explain their stance better than I could. Cause, like I said, I had no illusions about this campaign. I know Stooge, yeah, Stooge, Stone is huge and has money, and honestly doesn't need ours. I I donated just to kind of be, you know. Oh fuck, <laughs> my Twitter's gonna blow up right now, isn't it? God damn it. Um, but. Uh, I, I donated it to be, you know, a small part of the Stone Berlin, you know, thing. I, I know that they can do all this shit without our money. Uh, just to give you an idea from, let's see here. This is user Turkey Pants on Reddit. 
Uh, undisguised damage control for a poorly handled idea that stuck to them now. That was a whole bucket of honey he dumped over that turd, but it still smells like panicked backpedaling and clumsy spin and poop. Wow. Watch your language there, turkey pants. Uh, before it was all about getting money for the facilities, money they said they needed and didn't have, and the beer was just a treat and incentive for people who wanted to help fund construction. Basically, there are some exclusive one-off beers that they are offering through this Indiegogo. Um, that's what he's talking about there. Uh, but because they caught so much flack for being a high-dollar brewery begging for free money, now they've turned to total 180 and said it was always about the beer and the facilities were just a side thing that they've kind of couched it in. Are we really looking to fund these projects through this campaign? The answer is no. It was mm, icing on the cake. This is uh, what um, uh, was it? Uh, Greg... I don't know if it's Greg Cook or Greg Cock. Uh, Coke? I don't know. However you pronounce his name. Uh, I think it's spelled the same as Jim Cook. Uh, frankly, the main purpose of this campaign is to get some beer brewed. Oh God, Dennis thinks I'm Dennis thinks I'm doing a Jack Nicholson impression now. Watch your language there, turkey pants. Is that better? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and Chef says, if turkey pants is your username, you needed to shut the fuck up. Um. So let's see. Uh, original blog post on their Indiegogo. We have enough money to open breweries east of the Mississippi and in Berlin, but not enough to immediately install our dining, garden, and retail elements. So, I mean, the brewery is fine. It's just little extra elements. Um, they also said in the same page, money would significantly expedite the construction of the bistros. They're trying to sell this line that it was never about the construction. What a shameless and transparent flip-flop. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, uh, Greg actually had a response in the Beer Advocate, directly in the Beer Advocate forums. He, he posted a video, too, that wasn't very well received because he came across like he might have been drinking when he shot the video, which is probably not the best way to backpedal if it is backpedaling. Um, let's see here. Uh, so he said, I heard the feedback and we reconsidered, well, pretty much everything. Gotta own up to when I muck something up and it sure appears that I did. I thought this whole thing would be a fun way to engage folks in a new chapter of our adventure. That's the way I saw it. Um, but it seemed like it was panhandling for money. I know I look a bit fuzzy around the edges personally, but I'm not wanting to be hat in hand. It's not the worst mistake in my life, but I'd rather you guys be stoked with the plan than to look at it and think we're trying to game you. So anyway, I appreciate everyone's feedback. We redid everything to change it to what we hope you'll see is an exceedingly good deal. I think it's a fun way to fund what we're promising will be some really interesting beers and a bit of a reversal of the normal brew it and then sell it model. Instead, this is a sell it and then make sure we over-deliver on our promise model. True, it might not be a model that works for everyone due to logistics or not wanting to pay now and get the beer later or because they just think that personally, I'm a fill-in-your-favorite-personal-insult here. Of course, we've made a career of doing things that don't work for most people, but some folks think are awesome. Um... So I think we're in awesome territory on what we're offering with 1.5 liter bottles and the team stone privileges for a day when you come to pick them up. What he's talking about there is um, initially I think it was the $50 contributors would get a 1.5 liter bottle of one of these one-off beers. And I think $1,000 contributors got team stone privileges for a day. So it was kind of like a, a work in the brewery kind of thing for a day. Um, and uh, they actually lowered that to $30. So I think now if you don't want the $20 refund, you can get two bottles out of that. So two bottles for 50 bucks, which ain't bad at all. Um, or get refunded 20 bucks, and it's a bottle for 30 which is still pretty good. 
Um, okay, Chef has a fantastic point. Uh, so GoFundMe for a cat is fine, but if business wants sponsors to help expand, people take offense. Fuck people. And it's true. I, I Again, I didn't think... I, I had no illusions about Stone's purpose here. I thought it was just, you know, icing on the cake, like he said, a little extra. Um, and that if they raised it, cool. And, you know, they'd, you know... People, people would get some stuff out of it, and of course, Stone would get benefit out of it too. Um, and th- that was basically—I mean, there was a little bit more in his in his post, but you know, just kind of him saying, um, you know, we're we're going to do our best to you know keep all this up for you, blah blah blah. I would have loved to have done um, one of the one of the higher tiers where I could get one of those one-off beers. The problem is though that you have to be able to either pick it up from their brewery, I think, was it in Escondido, uh, California, or Berlin, or wherever their East Coast brewery that they're doing is uh, going to show up. And from what I saw... Um, fuck, I thought I... Yeah, okay, the, the, the East Coast brewery ro- location, the rumor is it's looking like Norfolk, Virginia but we'll know for sure in the next couple of months. I mean, if, if they had said, you know, okay, we're, we're building a brewery in New Jersey or we're building it, you know, in Pennsylvania, I would have probably gone for that beer then, but I'm not, I'm not fucking driving to Virginia for a beer. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, and, and shockingly, the people on the Beer Advocate forums were, you know, in support of him, you know, saying, you know, great feedback, Greg. I think the changes have improved the campaign. Um, so everybody's everybody's been actually pretty supportive of him on there which is surprising because uh, the beer advocate community i mean no offense to anybody that listens that may be part of it but i've seen a lot of douchey types on there oh and welcome to the chat mr butt monkey sir actually i have a pretty good going chat tonight i'm surprised that almost never happens anymore (laughs) um wow 645 already um, kind of going back to pumpkin beers, I was mentioning the the flat earth mummy train there. Don't wanna don't wanna bring up uh, sore wounds with anybody, <laughs> but um, I actually reached out to a handful of breweries regarding pumpkin beers to see if they could explain their rationale for their release timetables. Of course, I'm not terribly important, so I didn't really hear back from any of them. So, but um. My thought of it basically, and I honestly don't remember if I discuss this on the show last week or any week the way i see it I, I know i mentioned this to someone on twitter i see it it has the it has to do with the small sales window for it kind of butted up against the winter beers now some some of the pumpkin beers are already coming out you know mid to late july some of them are waiting until early to mid august for the most part and you you got to look at like that that sales window. Um, uh, oh, Butt Monkey says he's in a shit mood, trying to escape reality for a bit. Drinking probably isn't going to help, but whatevs, it, dude. I've been there, been there a lot. So uh, dr- drinking <laughs> drinking will help to a point, but uh, it'll get to that certain point where you'll uh, where you'll get kind of uh, I don't know filled with ennui and uh, the drinking actually kind of has the opposite effect. So just wait, wait till you hit that tipping point and then stop and don't hit the tipping point, man. Um, but uh, think, think of uh, a 
a pumpkin beer is released, let's for the sake of argument, let's say late July, early August. That sales window is basically August, September, October, November. Because once you hit the beginning of December, you're starting to look at the winter beers, the winter warmers, the winter stouts, all that kind, you know, all those different, you know, gingerbread beers and, um, you know, any Christmassy peppermint kind of beers and stuff like that. Um, so you're looking at a four month window. If they didn't get released until people really think they should be, which is probably, let's say the beginning of September, September, October, November, three month window, not as big a difference, but it's still not the greatest. Um, and really, I mean, honestly, I, I think the, the best window for drinking a pumpkin beer is your October and November, your Halloween and your Thanksgiving. That is your pumpkin stuff going on there. Um, but uh, Weyerbacher actually did a video, a really short video, trying to explain why they released their Imperial Pumpkin Ale in mid-July. And um, let me see if I actually have my audio in uh, Chrome queued up. Yeah, I do. Okay. So let me hit this. Uh, he's going to be holding up a clipboard. just has a little flow chart on it, just so you can get the idea there. Woo! That's a lot of beer. Oh, hi. I'm Chris Wilson, head brewer of Weyerbacher Brewing I think Company. I've met this guy before. A lot of you are asking, why release our Imperial Pumpkin Ale in mid-July? Well, I've come up with this helpful infographic to explain the supply and demand. This is you, the wonderful customers of Weyerbacher. You guys are asking our distributors for more and more beer every year. In turn... Weyerbacher has to produce that beer a little bit earlier in order to meet demand. At Weyerbacher, we're dedicated to producing fresh Imperial Pumpkin Ale throughout the fall season. So basically, it... it, it I don't know. I was trying to get my head around it. I watched it. I listened to him. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be possible to dedicate more tanks to the pumpkin later so it doesn't have to be out in July? Are they limited in the tanks they can use for the pumpkin in favor of their regular brews? Um... So I, I guess they have to be able to make more to keep up with the demand and to keep it fresh, and they have to get a head start on it. I'm not an economist. I don't understand the subtleties of supply and demand in cases like this, I, which is why I reached out to the breweries to try and find you know info. I, I reached out to Southern Tier, to Shipyard, and Weyerbacher, um, Elysian. Elysian has four different pumpkin beers, so I figured, why the hell not? They'd probably be happy to talk to me, but guess not. Oh, well. Um Let's see. Butt Monkey says, um, okay, I now I'm curious. Is it Pumpkin you're talking about or Pumpkin? Because I know, I think New New Belgium does Pumpkin, whereas Southern Tier does Pumpkin, if I remember correctly. Um, da, 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 da. Let's see here. Pumpkin. God damn it. Um, actually, wait, no. Uh... Pumpkin is a pumpkin style. Oh, that's a completely different one. I didn't expect that. This is one from the UK. Um. Oh, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Pump Kick from. Uh, I'm thinking about Pump Kick from uh, New Belgium. That's another one. See, they, they all, they all, uh, <laughs> they all sound the same. But see, this is weird. Okay, New Belgium has Pump Kick. Um. Then uh, Southern Tier has Pum King, but then Wickwood Brewery out of the UK has Pump King. So I don't know, all different names over there. Um, 
but it, it, chances are butt monkey it was the uh <laughs> chances are butt monkey it was the uh, southern tier one pumpkin because that one is god oh that one it, that one's probably one of the best although the mm, one of the best ones i've had in recent memory was uh shipyards smash pumpkin because that that really had that pumpkin pie aroma and flavor to it and uh i see welcome to the chat uh mr sir Darkside. um also, uh, before I forget, uh, let me know in the chat uh, what you're actually calling your name right, or your show right now because I saw something different on the MLR page, and I want to make sure that uh, that I give you the proper proper promo for that. Oh, and Chef mentions Warlock is good too. Yeah, that Southern Tears uh, Imperial Pumpkin. Uh, I, I'd say it's... I wouldn't say it's, it's better than Pumpkin. I wouldn't say it's any worse than Pumpkin, but it... Mm, it's different. It's just different because it is an Imperial, but it's very, very good. Southern Tier knows how to do their pumpkin beers. That That's like the consistent pumpkin beer for the season. Um, and speaking of beer, ha, no, that's a shitty segue, but I'm going to do it anyway. From the drinksbusiness.com, KFC to serve beer at Canadian restaurants. So my, uh, my Canadian listeners... Well, uh, this probably isn't going to last very long. Uh, KFC is to serve beer at two of its restaurants in Toronto in a bid to keep up with increasingly upmarket fast casual chains. The first of the chicken chains new KFC Fresh concept Mexican-inspired restaurants. What? First launched in Canada last year. I was not even familiar with these. With its second outlet set to open today, serving burritos, rice bowls, and spicy wraps, alongside its fried chicken menu, and now beer. Um, ah, yeah, you know what? Western Echo in the chat. I, I, I like, uh, I like his, uh, vote for J5's new show name. It's Fuck You Source Magazine. God damn it. Um, and you'll have to listen to his show after mine to probably hear the full story, unless he has some potential gag order on him, which I hope not. Uh, the move comes amid greater competition from market fast casual chains such as Chipotle and Mexican Grill, which have been luring customers away from long-established fast food outlets. Well, yeah, because Chipotle is fucking delicious, and KFC is kind of gross. Uh, speaking of the Toronto star, David Vivinus, KFC's chief marketing officer, said it's a natural fit as we continue to contemporize the brand in Canada. Canada? Canada adding beer pairs up really well with our food. Well, yeah, uh, KFC is probably you know, shitty drunk food. Uh, KFC isn't the first fast food chain to trial serving alcohol at its outlets with Burger King and White Castle running trials in the past. However, the concept has, as yet, failed to catch on. Now, uh, as as a connoisseur of drunk food, I have to say, if beer at White Castle failed, there's no fucking way this takes hold at KFC. White Castle is easily my number one drunk food. Jalapeno cheeseburger, motherfucker. And occasionally some clam strips. Yes, yes, clam strips. I don't know. I think they're good. Fuck you. I don't care. Uh, beers on offer at KFC's Toronto restaurants include Molson Canadian, Coors Light, Coors Banquet, and Heineken. So, uh, yep. Uh, top scale beers for them there. Eh, at least Molson's there. Um, <laughs> yeah, Butt Monkey said, I don't know. I didn't even know the source was still a thing. I honestly didn't either. I assume it's probably. Just a black thing, and that's why we don't know about it. Um, let's see. Uh, earlier, Sarah Starbucks. Eh, talking about Starbucks evening concept, blah, blah, blah. So eh, I, that that's going to be there and gone with the KFCs in Canada. Um, 
Okay, Chef says Waffle House should serve beer. That's the go-to drunk food here. I've never been to a Waffle House. In, in the times that I've, I've traveled further south, have not been to a Waffle House yet. Um, one day, one day. And I'll probably be sadly disappointed, like, okay, that's what this was. What the fuck? And one more here. I think I actually got this from uh, from Marianne. Uh, and just finished that Mountain Standard, and god damn, that was good. Brent picked a really good one there. I'm very happy about that. And yeah, Dennis says Waffle Houses are shit. That's what I figured, but, you know. Uh, from the sunchronicle.com, apparently, uh... Oh. You know what? Dip back into the chat. White-ass Brent says 90% of White Castle's business is ordered through the drive-thru, and you can't sell beer at the drive-thru. Okay! That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Um... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't think of the last time I went into a White Castle um, because it's usually, you know, like one in the morning when I'm on my way home. Like, fuck, I did it Friday when I was coming home from hockey. One in the morning, White Castle, some cheeseburgers, some clam strips. Yes, clam strips again. Fuck you. They're good. Um, SunChronicle.com, country music fans can't handle their booze again. I, I say again because if you remember, uh, what was it, last month, I think, there was some country show in Pittsburgh where people just trashed the goddamn area. Like, a bunch of fucking animals. I don't know what the, their fucking deal is. It, I, I've, I've been to a lot of a lot of different shows. I mean, when I, when I was younger, back in Michigan, you know, I went to, like, Metallica shows and stuff like that. Um in more recent years, I've seen like Alexis on Fire in New York, um, Taking Back Sunday. Uh, trying to think who else. I, mean, I I saw Fallout Boy at one point. I think uh, I think I went there because um, Midtown was opening up for them. I've seen like Cobra Starship bands like that all over the place, and the crowds are courteous, well behaved, and everything. Uh, but for some reason with these country shows. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's from Mansfield. Um, let's see. Officials placed more than 50 people in protective custody, made several alcohol-related arrests, and treated 46 people for alcohol-related illnesses during Saturday night's Keith Urban concert at the Xfinity Center. Uh, last night's Keith Urban concert was not anticipated to present with the volume of issues handled, but measures were in place to provide appropriate and adequate care and protection to all patrons, said Fire Chief Neil Boldrigini and Police Chief Ronald Sellen in the statement of the 46 people treated for alcohol-related illnesses at the show. 22 were transported to nearby hospitals. Uh, the chaotic scene at the venue led officials to declare a mass casualty incident just before 9 p.m. due to the number of people becoming ill. In a short span of time, a steady stream of ambulances could be seen traveling between Attleboro and Mansfield with emergency lights flashing as they drove to Sturdy Memorial Hospital. Well, it better be a sturdy hospital. You don't want to have to fall down. And back to the Xfinity Center. Ah, uh, Jesus Christ. Um... Jay Anderson, marketing and public relations manager at Live Nation, which owns and operates Xfinity. Last night, we hosted more than 18,000 country music fans in Mansfield. Our team works hard to offer a great concert experience for fans, and an overwhelming majority of fans enjoyed the concert. There were approximately 20 people that were transported to the local hospital, mostly with non-serious alcohol-related symptoms. Well, you know what? Then your fucking staff is not 
doing their job. I mean, I, I would think a drunk-as-fuck country music fan would be really easy to identify by the fact that they're saying yeehaw every third word. I don't know. Do your fucking jobs, people. Um, so what else? They were saying uh, alcohol-related issues have plagued area concert venues in the past. Okay, see, now now they're talking about a rave. Well, two men died of a combination of drug and alcohol intoxication. Well, that, yeah, you don't mix your drugs and alcohol, you dummies. You only do that if you're P-Rock and you know what the fuck you're doing. Ooh. In 2010, police took more than 350 people into custody during the two-day New England Country Music Festival at Gillette Stadium, many for alcohol incapacitation, while more than 600 were taken into custody during the same event in 2012. Um, let's go back into the chat and see what we're talking about with food. See, Dennis does not think uh, White Castle coming home at 3 or 4 in the morning from a party or a club is, uh, is suitable. That's the last thing he craves. I don't know. White Castle is 24 hours, which makes it a lot easier. Um, like, if I'm coming home really late, Taco Bell closes at 2 around here. So, I can't hit that up. For me, it's either White Castle or... White Castle, nothing, or I go to, like, Quick Check and get a wrap or something like that. And usually, that that's too much of a hassle. I don't want to get the fuck out of my car. Let's see. Brent has had white, or I'm sorry, not white castle, Waffle House twice, and both times led to liquid shits within 20 minutes after eating it. Jesus Christ, that uh, that frightens me a little bit. Um, yeah, it, chef says most fast food total garbage. Try to stay clear unless traveling. I, I, uh, to be honest, I, I don't, I don't eat fast food. Not like I used to. I mean, I, you know, Taco Bell. I'll go, you know, like Fresco style on stuff. I'll keep the, you know, calories low and everything. And Taco Bell doesn't mess with me all that much. White Castle is a once-in-a-while kind of thing. I mean, I think my wife is picking up some White Castle for me tonight because, you know, when I drink, I like bad, shitty food. Um, um, okay, well, yeah, okay, D- Dennis says you're in Jersey, motherfucker, diner capital of the world. Yes, but if I'm driving home alone after a hockey game, I don't know if I want to sit alone in a diner. Then again, that might actually be a good idea for this Friday. You, you, you do have a point, Dennis. You actually do have a point. There's no shame in being at a diner by yourself at two in the morning. So, yeah. Uh, but it, back back in the day during Fat Kev days, I mean, I I I'd, I'd go to you know Burger King and you know not think twice about ordering a value meal. And uh, let's see, value meal, and then a, you know get a milkshake instead of a soda with it. Um, I'm gonna king size that motherfucker. I want those fries. And then, oh yeah, shit. There's that uh, that dollar menu. Um, let me let me get that double cheeseburger, the bacon double cheeseburger. Uh, oh, there's that spicy chicken sandwich too. Let me get that too. Um, oh shit, and there's the, like the 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 four piece chicken fingers too. Let me get those too. That was a common occurrence with me, and I and and I couldn't figure out why the fuck I weighed 250 pounds. Yes, so I'm I'm almost so so. Cl- <laughs> Chef says Kev's hammy days. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm almost a hundred pounds down from that. I'm like at 154 right now. Very, very proud of myself and I can almost see some abs. I'm not going back to that as much as as delicious and shitty as it would be, but I like having normal shits every so often and not the hemorrhoid flaring fast food shits all the time. But, uh, yeah, you know what, Dennis, if, if, if I'm, if I'm hungry after my next hockey game, I think I may uh, just go to Bud Lake Diner because it is just down the street from my house and um, I believe they're 24-hour. 
and they I don't know I could just I could just get a fucking uh, fucking omelet or or club sandwich or something you know some, something good from them hell maybe maybe even some rice pudding because you know Jersey diners are fucking awesome that that is that is that is the one thing I mean people give Jersey shit but Jersey diners are the fucking shit because they're awesome. Alcohol by volume, Kevin Show. Hey, Hey. the name of the show. Hey, more like radio, less like crap. Want more alcohol by volume? Because I'm kind of drunk for this. That shit nuts. Download past episodes at morelikeradio.org. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. And follow along on Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. I find your drunkenness very unappealing. I am drunk, or I wouldn't be talking to you. Looking to go to the biggest internet radio live event on the eastern seaboard? Well, go to the second annual More Like Radio live event, a tribute to Otto Peterson. Saturday, August 9th, from 1 to 4 p.m. at Just Jake's in Montclair. Come see your favorite comedians and possibly Mersh if you can get a ride. $10 suggested donation. All proceeds would go to benefit the Otto Peterson family. August 9th, from 1 to 4 p.m. at Just Jake's in Montclair. Radio Meltdown. I literally think I got an Instagram. I think I posted one, possibly two photos, and then I haven't touched the same. Both of beer. No, actually, uh, one of them was of... Uh, His I know balls. My- <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> Talk Radio Meltdown every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on morelikeradio.com. Hey, smokers, you stink. I'm not talking about your character. That's a given. I'm talking about your clothes. It's time to kick the butts and move over to something more pleasant. I'm talking about e-cigs from Smokeless Image. They're cheaper than cigarettes, don't smell, and are available in a wide variety of flavors ranging from mints, fruits, desserts, or the traditional tobacco flavors if that's what you want. Simply go to tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke for all your vaping needs. That's tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke. The Conti and Kenny Show. Real, real quick, Marianne in the chat room was like, "Do I know you, mud flaps? Never thought I'd ever ask a question like that." <laughs> no, that's me. Well, she must have been standing naked over a mirror on the floor. Let us sing. Let us sing. Do I know you, mud flaps? My gyno does. <laughs> Open up. Here comes the. Here comes the. Uh, the, the, the tongues. Here comes the old vagina salad tongues. <laughs> Come on, I see a crouton in there. <laughs> the Conti and Kenny Show, Monday nights, 7 to 10, on morelikeradio.com. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic? A drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp, something. Something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. <laughs> no, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. 
Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you <laughs> relapsed. Burn in hell, bull. Oh my god. What are you I meant doing? I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I, I hope you end your life. Now get, off <laughs> now get off the microphone while I talk to my pal. Mr. Turtle, how many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? I ain't never made it through a whole episode. Ask Mr. Owl. Mr. Owl, how many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? Let's find out. A one, a two, a three. Three. How many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? The world may never know. I said three, motherfucker. The Shy Kids podcast. Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific at morelikeradio.com. We're shy kids. See it right there. It's done. You know the way the start of the last episode, we went through uh, different nationalities, you know, and now people know that we're Irish. <laughs> and now people know that we're all shite at accents as well. <laughs> but I was wondering, is it prejudice to not make fun of, like, all of the countries? Where are you going for it? We'll name check every country on the show. That way no one can be mad. How about that? I could do Swedish. Oh, yeah. Well. Birdie, birdie. <laughs> <laughs> and to the Italians? Papa the poopy. Papa the poopy. <laughs> okay. To the Mexicans? Hey, hey man. <laughs> uh, Spain? <laughs> uh, Singapore? Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Australians? Crocodile Doom Dark. No. You big loop, are you? No, that sounds That's like terrible. an Imrick or something. <laughs> That's right, we never slag off the Irish, do we? Someone put a bomb in me potato. <laughs> there you go. OSW Review. All Irish, all racist. <laughs> Saturday's noon east. Join Halls and Rorschach as they bring you the news you need to get you through your weekend. Ollie, Ollie can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay, Ollie, I'm outside right now. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's really boring hard out here. Uh, Sounds like it. Where are you at? Are you in Antarctica? <laughs> Wait a minute, Holly. I see somebody coming toward me. There's a, there's a man coming toward me. Hold on a second. What, you, what are you doing in my yard? I'm getting too old for this shit. guys, it's Halls from It's All About Me. Join Rorschach and myself every Saturday from noon to 2 Eastern Time right here on More Like Radio. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. 
That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DEAL48 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DEAL48. That's D-E-A-L-48 at adamandeve.com. Talk Radio Meltdown presents Chatty Wampus, a side project of Talk Radio Meltdown featuring me, Jack Gill, and Nicole Mossy. Oh my God! It's an hour of covering topics that we didn't get to during the most recent episode of Talk Radio Meltdown, but with a more focused approach, or at least... That's what we're trying to do. You can hear Chatty Wampus live on morelikeradio.com every Saturday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts of the show will be available at talkradiomeltdown.com. If you've already subscribed to Talk Radio Meltdown on iTunes, the new episodes of Chatty Wampus will be posted right there so you won't need to subscribe to a new feed. Talk Radio Meltdown presents Chatty Wampus every Saturday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern on morelikeradio.com. A tub of lineup stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. More like radio.com. Other internet radio stations are gay. Are you limping? My hip is achy. Oh, I wonder if it's your shoes. You tried different shoes? I try on four different pairs of shoes with every outfit. Rain or shine, you know that. Oh. What did you do? Well, he could try on a hundred different pairs. It's not going to matter. The left heel is an eighth of an inch shorter on every single pair. <laughs> This is so crazy, Nick. Oh, my God. You know what we should do? We should take those shavings and then sprinkle them by his car. Let me just get this clear. Take the little bit of dust and go outside and put it near his car? Yes. That's not a prank. Yes, it is. That's just kind of littering. Get his whole ride to okay, work. He's been thinking like, what? So we're pranking him so he thinks while we're not around. What? It's too small. You've got to go bigger than that. Well, anyway, I gotta fill this up with pee. Ew, why? So I can pour it all over Schmidt's bed and make him think he's incontinent. That's disgusting, Nick. Hey, sometimes up close, art is ugly. Got an idea. Instead of urine, we use acid. (laughs) Put it on his face, all right? Back to hour number two, Alcohol by Volume. Here on More Like Radio. If you are not listening live, you can listen every Tuesday, 6 to 8 p.m. here on morelikeradio.com. And if you are listening live, join the chat, morelikeradio.com slash live. Um, during the break in the in the chat, talking about the hockey league I'm part of. And uh, yeah, Brent saying, can't wait till Kevin blows out his knee or ruptures his Achilles playing a young man's sport. Blow a knee out in some minimum six to eight weeks before you could run again. Oh, yeah, believe me, when I when I fucked up my left calf, I was very careful with that. I, I don't think I ran for like you know, at least two weeks, um, and I was not happy about that. But it, it, that that was one of those cases where I, I hit mile five of a run, and it was like my calf just fucking exploded, just a bad sprain. So I mean, if I blew out my knee, 
Ugh. I'd, I'd, ha I'd have to find whole new ways to exercise and not drink my emotions away. <laughs> um, damn, there was... Um, speaking of, like, Brent saying playing a young man sport, went to... Yeah, me, me saying I don't eat taco, or eat um, fast food that often, then saying yeah I went to Taco Bell for dinner yesterday. Uh, the 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 young man at the register, apparently sixteen, um, thought that me and my wife were too young to have my son. Now my son is two and a half. He'll be three in December. And and he was like, God, you know, is that is that your son? Aren't you guys a little young? My wife's like. I'm 30. I'm like, I'm 34. He's like, I'm 16. And I think when I was, well, the problem is when I was 16, anybody, like if somebody was like in their mid twenties, I would think they were old. So the fact that he thought us in our, you know, early thirties, mid thirties thought we were young. I think that says something for me. God damn it. Seriously. I, I, I can, I can pass for, mid 20s probably i can pass for younger than dutch i know that much but you know that that's that's because i don't know i, I, I don't have I, I have the baby face i don't have the rugged ham, handsomeness that uh that dutch has um oof chef says he had a guy out of work for a week because he s decided to do sprints and tore a hamstring and that's that's why i'm very that's why i'm careful with my stuff if if i find that i am in too much pain for something i i will hold off on the running sometimes yes i will push myself a little bit too hard and a little twinge of pain i will let it pass which is probably not a good idea but uh, i try and be good yeah he also says kids have poor judgment well yeah he's working at a taco bell plus okay to to give this guy a little bit of a pass too he was very chipper and cheery so we think that this may be one of his first couple jobs you know since turning 16 and that he hasn't been broken yet. Once he's broken, then then I can probably trust his judgment a little bit more. Um, so let's see here. Uh, Pennsylvania couple attacks bartenders when their six-pack beer purchase is denied after 2 a.m. And this is pretty much uh, because of PA stupid liquor laws. <coughs> ah, excuse me. Uh, this is from newsinpen.com. Yeah, I, I thought he might have been stoned too, Chef. Um, I don't know. He just he he was he was very happy. It was it was very odd. Uh, the customer isn't always right. Not if the customer is trying to purchase a six pack of beer in Pennsylvania after the uh, let's see uh, PLCB. What is that? Pennsylvania Liquor Commission Board. I think, witching hour of 2 a.m., but that refusal didn't go down well with one Nazareth, Pennsylvania couple. According to the morning call of Allentown, oh, Allentown, yes, Brian J. Pettix, 31, and Casey Ann Hoffman, 22, ooh, a little bit of a, well, nah, it's not that much of a difference, became enraged, punching two employees of the Northampton County Borough's American Hotel. All this after the bartenders refused to sell them a six-pack after the 2 a.m. sales cut off earlier this week. Pettix and Hoffman were charged with simple assault, burglary, harassment, disorderly conduct, and criminal mischief, the caller reported. Pettix was also charged with aggravated assault. The pair allegedly damaged the bar after being refused and waited outside to attack employees, the call reported, citing police. I shouldn't be laughing at this. This is awful. 
injured in the attack were Mark Peterson, who was punched repeatedly in the face, and Kelly Peterson, Mark Peterson's daughter, police said. Let's see, were there any comments on this article? Oh, they... they oh, no comments. Those are always the most fun part! Um, but yeah, it, Pennsylvania law, Very. I mean, you can go to a bar and you can purchase a six-pack. That's really the only way you can purchase a six-pack, I believe. Um... I think otherwise the beer has to be sold in cases. Um, Again, I'm trying to remember. If if it's the government-run stores, you might be able to do the six-packs, but otherwise bars, six-pack. But 2 a.m., that's your cutoff. Uh, Perhaps that's not that stupid a cutoff considering out here liquor stores are only open until about 11, but you don't attack the bartender. Um, You just, you know, you, you, you drink your beer. You drink your beer and you go home and you make sure you actually have beer sitting in the fridge at home, you dummies. Now, this is one where I am siding with the customer. This is from the Des Moines Register. Walmart refuses to sell beer to dad shopping with daughter. Now, first thing, before before I even get into this article, if a teen is going to hire an adult to buy their booze, they're not going into the store with them. Unless they're stupid and want to get caught. So, um, Jim Davis, not uh, related to the author of Garfield, I assume, simply wanted to buy two six-packs of Budweiser and some Smirnoff for his wife. Well, eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this guy shouldn't have been allowed to buy the shit. Uh, when the 57-year-old from Rural State Center reached the checkout counter at the Walmart Supercenter in Ames on July 13th with $80 in groceries and the alcohol, something odd happened. The clerk carted his 15-year-old daughter, not him, because the teen had no idea the employee refused to sell to Davis. It's part of Walmart's recent efforts to experiment with new ways to thwart underage drinking. Ooh. The store's customer service department told Davis in a response to a complaint he made. Uh, the store has had a policy since 2003 requiring ID from all customers who appear under the age of 40. Mm. Now, um, and they go on saying, you know, in order to ensure alcoholic beverages, tobacco, not sold to minors, blah, 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 blah. If this was a group of like 19, 20 year olds or something like that, and there was one individual buying the beer that was above 21, Sure, that makes sense. But someone who's clearly a guardian, it, it would be like, and you can question my parenting all you want with this, because I know you will, if I went in to buy a six-pack of beer and I had my two-and-a-half-year-old in tow with me and they wouldn't sell it to me because, oh, you might you know, you might be buying it for him, which is ridiculous. Um there were some real fucking morons in these comments in this article too. Thankfully, I mean they, they do one of these. Uh, let's see. Uh, they ask a question: Should Walmart card all people in a group when alcohol is purchased? Yes, and here's why. Or no, and here's why not. And thankfully, the no and here's why not that that was overwhelming. Um. Well, okay. <laughs> Actually, this, this is a new comment that I didn't see before. This is in the yes and here's why. Yes, because I'm retarded like everyone else agreeing with this. I also think Glenn Beck and Sarah Palin are geniuses and Jesus turned water into purified water, not wine. Praise the sweet baby Jesus. Um, okay, the comments, actually, the comments actually got funnier on this one. Maybe the daughter looked like a drunkard because alcohol is a sin and black Jesus is going to get you if you drink Romney 2012. Um, 
<laughs> Alcohol and ammo need to be sold together. If he would have brought ammo to the counter, then I think it should be allowed. Praise baby Jesus coming at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyone who buys their alcohol at Walmart deserves to be carded. Um, okay, and let's see. Um, it's what we're told to do in Illinois because people do buy liquor for their not-yet-21 offspring. Well, okay, perhaps, maybe, I don't know. And we need to handle the obvious cases. Um, let's see. Derp, derp, derp. I am also of the retarded variety. Card all the people. <laughs> These are good. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Uh, better to be safe than to be sorry. One of his daughter had just sweet-talked that man into putting two six-packs in the hard stuff in his cart to buy for her. Would the father feel it's all right that Walmart sell it to the old guy for her consumption? Okay, again, there was no old guy. This was her father. <sighs> Fucking stupid-ass people. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to read this one verbatim. It's not only Walmart, it is liquor store, L-I-Q-U-E-R, store, grocery stores, and much more in the state if Iowa. Yeah. Um, what a lot of you don't realize is if the gentleman was giving his daughter the alcohol and she got in trouble, they can trace the receipt. And the cashier could lose her job and have it on her record and have to pay a huge fine not worth it. Run on sentence! Fuck you! And then the last one here. What kind of message is it to his daughter when he becomes this upset he can't purchase alcohol? <sighs> Come on. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Because um, the guy said, if Walmart's so worried about underage drinking and smoking, why do they sell alcohol and tobacco to begin with? Are they going to do this with other potentially dangerous things they sell, like ammo? Uh, Davis said he later got out of his checkbook, realized he and his wife had spent $3,000 at that Supercenter so far this year. They just lost that much, and who knows, maybe others will do the same. And, you know, good for him. You know, fuck Walmart. I, I say that as I go to Walmart almost every other day. <laughs> um, let's see. But uh, some of the people who were smart and said no, and here's why not. Uh, no, you should be able to shop with your kids and buy alcoholic beverages and tobacco if you have the proper ID. So did they card an 8-year-old with his parents, too? Um, no, because it's asinine or they're going to have to card my six-year-old too. I have teenage children that go to the store with me. I certainly don't share my booze with them. It's not illegal to purchase alcohol in the presence of a minor. And that's true. Like somebody else said, um, it was further down in the comments. Do I have to get a babysitter to be able to go out and buy beer now? It makes sense. Um, let's see. The policy is absurd. Um, oh dear God, butt monkey. And I think I've actually seen that picture before. But good God, why, why, why? Um, yeah, Chef says people will always buy for their kids, but that doesn't mean everyone with a kid buying beer is getting for the kid. Stop being a bunch of sheep following the herd without a brain. Thank you, sir. And it's true. I mean, honestly, if, if I was... Back, back before I was 21, if I was ever having anybody buy beer for me, and, you know, be so, it, wasn't, it wasn't a parent. It would be someone above, you know, 21. It'd be someone, you know, if I was like 18, you know, it might be a 22-year-old or something like that. Um, I wasn't going to the fucking store with them. I would hand them, you know, 15 bucks and say, you know, get me, <laughs> embarrassing at the time, you know, I don't know, get, get me some, uh, get me some wine coolers. Yeah. Or, or hand them five bucks and, you know, get me a couple bottles of Boone's Farm. Um, I wasn't going to the fucking store with them because that's fucking retarded. 
um, if if a group of teenagers is going in and trying to buy beer, they're fucking retarded, and they shouldn't get the beer. Simple as that. Uh, Butt Monkey says homeless people are the best ticket to get you booze. That's not a bad idea. But will they run off with the booze potentially? That is a risk. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, somebody else said the same as me. This might make sense if it were a group of 19, 20-year-olds with a 23-year-old, but there was obviously no common sense exercised in the situation. Um, the father was paying, not the daughter. I hope he didn't go ahead and pay for the rest of his items. They should only check the adult paying for the wine or the beer. Uh, it's not Walmart's place to govern. This happened to me while shopping at Walmart a month or so ago. My daughter is 22, and they had three people look at her ID before they decided it was a legit driver's license. I seldom shop at Walmart now. And yeah, honestly, I mean, if they're, if they're going to give you a hassle like that, you're not you're not going to go there and buy the shit again. Um, years back, I was, I was still with my ex at the time, but we were doing um, kind of a bar crawl. And we went to this one bar... And I, uh, I was 21 at that point and they took my ID. Fine. I was 21. You know, no problem. Let me in. Other people let him in. They looked at my ex's ID. Now she, I think she was 23 at the time. They looked at her ID and tried to say that, (laughs) fuck you, Brent. (laughs) Um, they looked at her ID and tried to tell her it was fake. First, why would you fake a 23-year-old ID? And no, it wasn't fake. They were like trying to tell her there wasn't the right amount of laminate on it and all this other shit. So, I mean, we left the place. I mean, there were eight or nine of us. So, I mean, they they lost a, probably at least a good couple hundred bucks, if not more, in sales. Um, I don't know if there was a actual story to that, but, uh, you know, if, if you... If you're irrationally carding people, no, I, I have no problem carding, but you know, within reason. I mean, a, a real ID is a real ID. Fuck you, you know. Um, Roy Black on crack says I got carded when I was thirty. Drinking age was sixteen. God damn, dude. Um, I, I don't get carded that often anymore. Um, if I shave my beard, then I get carded every single goddamn time. Um, I mean, last time I shaved, um. Two different liquor stores I went to. The the cashier said the exact same goddamn thing to me. They looked at my ID and said, "Whoa, good for you, dude." So, um, I don't know. I I I pass for younger, but I don't. Th- I, I I'll admit that I pass to like for you know mid to late twenties. I don't think I pass as under twenty one. Not even close. Um, and, you know, if you look if you look at the uh, high school pictures of me that Dennis always always posts and try and compare to me now, you can. You can see the weathering and the age on my face. Um, apparently, let's see. Walmart responded to this story. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Butt Monkey says, let's see. Uh, chef says, oh, okay, let me go back. Butt Monkey says, also find the kid the alcoholic dad rate his shit when he's passed out. Well, we actually we actually did that, but uh, it wasn't alcoholic. We uh, we raided the, uh, the the pothead parents and uh, got their shit. So that was, that was always pretty good. Um... Chef says he was denied buying beer a few days ago because all I had was a temp ID. I'm fat, 34, and bald. Don't look under 21 by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and Butt Monkey says he didn't even get into heavy drinking until he was 19. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I had I had a few I had a few instances w- before I was uh, before I was like 19, 18. Um, 
but th- those are few and far between. Um, it was all hard liquor. It'd be like binge on, you know, a bottle of Absolute, and that was about it. And then I wouldn't have a drink for another month. Um, far cry from now. And Festern Echo says, "You may look young, but your liver doesn't feel a day over ninety. Hey, come on, my my liver's sporting a seventy-five at least." Ah, <laughs> uh, Butt Monkey says he did mucho drugs. Yeah, with with me, um, eh. Just, you know, just pot. That was it. Uh, and that was like the year after I graduated from high school. That was like a, the usual everyday occurrence. I, I, I rarely, rarely drank then. When I turned 19, it was hopping over the border into Canada. You know, every few weeks or so, go to the bars. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, it was all cigarettes with me. That was, you know, eventually a two-pack-a-day habit. Um, certainly couldn't do uh, everything I do now if I still had that fucking habit. Ugh. Ah, but I will always be an ex-smoker because cigarettes are such a wonderful thing. Uh-huh. But they're bad for you. But, but of course you could also, uh, you could also, you know, go for the for the vaping from uh, Smokeless Image if you uh, if you listen to our ads during the break. So uh, check them out. I think I think do we do we have a banner on uh, on the MLR? But yes, we do. Tinyurl.com/slash/mlrsmoke. Check out Smokeless Image. So that way you don't uh, smell like uh, a bum's asshole. Ah, one more little little story here, and god damn, it's already seven thirty. So I'm probably not. I, wow, I I was so fucking worried about prep today. I was I was bummed the fuck out yesterday because I'm like shit. I'm not finding anything, but somehow I don't know. I've managed to uh, managed to managed to move along here. Um, let's see. But Monkey says stopped when I thought I nearly died in the K hole. I'm not quite sure what that means, so you'll have to explain that to me. Uh I probably know what it is, but I probably don't realize that I know what it is. And then Chef said he never really drank till 2021, but I made exceptional progress in my drinking game since. Yeah, that that was basically me too. I mean, it was it was the occasional you know party with Jello shots. It was the occasional, let's just sit around, watch movies, and, you know, do shots. But it was it was not frequent. Not frequent at all. Um, by the time I turned 21, I was like, eh, eh. Didn't really make a big deal out of it. I don't, I don't think I really, really started drinking. Um, let's see. I've been doing this show for about a year and a half. I'm 34 right now. I don't think I really started enjoying beer until maybe about the time I was 30. Ah, okay, ketamine. Okay, that's... That's what I thought. Ketamine horse tranks. Jesus Christ, butt monkey. Oof. Yeah. That that is that is probably a that is probably a good point to stop. Um Yeah. Oof. I've never touched anything harder than pot. Uh I mean I, I may have smoked stuff that was laced at some point and not realized it, but never never dropped acid. Um had people like volunteer to do it with me, but I am such a paranoid, like just nut job, that I know I would have had a bad trip. I know that for a fact. Hallucinogens are not a good thing for me. I just know that without ever having done them. No shrooms, no acid. Um, uh, never, never snort a coke. If my parents are listening, you should be very proud of me. <laughs> Pot was the only thing I dipped into. Jesus Christ. Uh so yeah, I mean, 
I, I, I think I am, I have an addictive personality with certain things. So I'm glad I never touched things like heroin, but I, eh, it's not that I don't like needles, but I don't like injecting myself. Um, Roy Black on Crack says, I once bought rum for a couple of 17-year-olds. I asked to be invited to the party. They said no, so I figured they were responsible enough. Um, yeah, and Dennis says he has a very bad personality for acid. He'll never do it. I, I think that's the way my personality is, too. I mean, it just, I, I have such a pessimistic, paranoid personality. During the latter stages when I used to smoke pot, I, I got paranoid so fucking bad. I remember there was this one instance where we were downstairs in my friend Phil's basement. Uh, me, my friend Phil, my friend Avery, and all of a sudden we heard all these goddamn police sirens going off. Like, Holy shit, dude! Hold the, hide the ball! Holy shit! Hide the stuff! Hide it! Oh my god! Fuck! 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 His parents were watching cops upstairs. We freaked the fuck out. Goddamn. Um, Butt Monkey says uh, Coke gave him rage, so he got away from it quick. Great fucking buzz, though. I, I okay, that's probably a good reason. I I I can have anger issues, so coke is probably a good thing that I never dipped into. Um, yeah, yeah, I just I never I never never got into the I you know smoke cigarettes, smoke pot on occasion. Never never fucking bought. Oddly enough, never bought it. Um, I was always I was always a leech apparently. Um, and then now, now it's just, you know, now it's my booze and it's mostly beer. Not, not as much hard liquor. I mean, I got hard liquor here, but mm, that's a once in a while kind of thing. Um, but, um, this, this story is actually dealing with, um, with spirits. From the Daily Beast, your craft whiskey is probably from a factory distillery in Indiana. Now, of course, this instantly made me think of the local artisan rum that I have from Jersey Artisan Distilling. It's the Busted Barrel Artisan Dark Rum. Um, but one thing to note on supposed craft spirit bottles, always look for the keywords distilled by on the label, which mine does have. Phrases like handmade, crafted, produced, bottled by, those are going to be red flags for you. And... Going into this article, I, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised by this. You know, the popularity of craft beer must have turned into a cash grab for those in the spirits industry. If you put the word craft on it, people will flock to it. Um, so it says here in the article, read the promotional materials for the Rancho de los Luceros Distillería. Fucked up that last word, but fuck you. Ugh. And you form an image of a supremely artisanal effort. The distillery creates, quote, Small batch heirloom spirits handcrafted in New Mexico. Each batch of their rye whiskeys, vodka, and gin is, quote, individual and unique, and each bottle is hand-bottled and hand-marked with batch and bottle number. These are the standard selling points of the craft distilling movement with its locavore lingo. Uh, I don't know that word. Uh, terror talk. I know I know that word, but I don't know why. And handmade hype, but in the new crowd of micro distillers, it is now standard for the alcohol being sold to come not from their own distinctive stills, but from a hulking factory in Indiana. Lawrenceburg, Indiana is home to a massive brick complex that cranks out mega industrial quantities of beverage grade alcohol. The factory, once a Seagram distillery, has changed hands over the decades and was most recently acquired by Food Ingredient Corporation. MGP. It's now a one-stop shop for marketers who want to bottle their own brands of spirits without having to distill the product themselves. 
So this is a bit of a bit of a shortcut, bit of a shortcut for them, and false advertising when it comes down to it. Um, let's see, upstart companies selling juice they didn't distill rarely advertise the fact, but there are ways to tell. Now, the, you would think this could potentially be obvious. Whiskey aged longer than a distillery has been in business. Is one of the telltale signs that a distiller is actually just bottling someone else's product. Now, you think of it this way, okay. If you have a distiller that is new and they say they've had a product aging five years, could be a red flag, probably not. Because they could have been aging it before they ever started to market. Now, if they're saying 15 years in the barrel and they were founded in 2012, you may have a bit of a problem there. Um, let's see. Uh, the company behind the brand Ascendant Spirits wasn't started until 2013, yet they brag about their ultra-small batch bourbon aged five years. Now, okay, that, you know, tricky. How do you open a distillery one year and have five or, tw or five or 15-year-old whiskey to sell the next? The 15, I can understand being skeptical of that. The five, it is possible. It is possible. Probably not necessarily likely, but it's possible. Um, like, the, the rum I have marks no um, no indication of aging. So, I think that one's a pretty safe bet there. Um, in the comments on here, one of the comments actually had a really good listing. Um, let's see, hipsters only. Or hipsters don't read fine print, only the bold. Uh, somebody actually had a Google spreadsheet of, goddamn, the lists. Um, goddamn, I wish I could find this. Uh, oh fuck! Okay, it, of course there's this one commenter, Bill Harris. I mean, he's like saying that Sam Adams isn't craft. Eh, fuck you. Um, has nothing to do with this, honestly. Um. Here we go. Um, let me open this up here. <sighs> a, a pretty good list of stuff here. If you've ever had this stuff, this is contract distilled. 1835 bourbon whiskey, four spirits bourbon whiskey, alibi whiskey, angels envy finished rye whiskey, backwoods whiskey, big bottom straight bourbon whiskey, uh, black saddle, black bass, uh, Breckenridge bourbon whiskey, Crater Lake Rye Whiskey, Henderson Bourbon Whiskey, Henderson Rye Whiskey, uh, Hill Rock Estate Bourbon Whiskey. I mean, you get the idea here. There, there are a lot, lot that have been contracted out. And some of them are actually, uh, I guess, I don't understand the, um, there are notes in here. Class type is 101, but it's a secondary cask finished bourbon. Class type is 143 corn whiskey, but label approval says nothing about it being a corn whiskey. Um, stuff like that. So, I mean, these, you know, there are um, 57 different whiskeys on here that are, I'm sorry, 56 different whiskeys on here that are being, uh, that are being, uh, you know, marked as craft distilled and they're not. Uh, back to the chat here. We're talking about, uh, talking about the, uh, the, the, the bad drinking times. Um, let's see. Chef says no liquor for him in six plus months. It sucks, but necessary. Ooh, blackout drunk. Uh, oof, every night. No shut off with liquor. Beer, he can manage. Uh, yeah, well, 
I mean, the last last time I got kind of blackout drunk was uh, it was it was on fucking flavored vodkas. God damn it! Ah, hello, Red Sox. Um, oof, up to two and a half handles of gin a week. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I I like I. I enjoy the occasional, you know, spirit, but oh, I I can't I can't drink it at a clip like that. It, it's probably a good thing that I can't do that because, again, with my addictive personality, I, I would have an issue with that. Um, but monkey bonged half a bottle of tank. Ta- uh, I'm assuming tank array, puked on the highway out the window onto a state trooper. Dude, that's fucking hardcore. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, you know, got in trouble for it, but Jesus Christ. Chef says tequila was his kryptonite when he first started drinking. Can't do it anymore. Um, you know what? Tequila was the first thing I puked off of. It was actually the morning after, so it was really puke off the hangover. But it was, it was when I was uh, shooting weddings in uh, in Michigan. And, you know, I was 16, 17, 18 at that point, and they didn't fucking cart it most of the time at the open bars. So, I mean, first time I ever had tequila, it was a fucking double shot at an open bar. It was, it was one of those... Um, one of those tent weddings where, you know, you had the tent outdoor. Um, and goddamn, oof, just double shot, double shot, screwdriver, screwdriver, double shot. And the next morning, that was that was just rough. That was rough. Uh, talking about gin, uh, Western Echo says, gin is vile, almost as vile as Captain Morgan. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Spi- spiced rum does not do it for me um the, the dark rum that i have here that's 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 a nice clean flavor the spiced rums oh i can't fucking deal with that i did I, I want a clean flavor in my in my spirits especially because it makes it easier to mix with something else um for instance like my bacon vodka i because i'm still health conscious fuck you uh uh-huh. um i want to get some of the uh trop 50 that you know like the the you know low calorie I mean, it, it's barely orange juice but mm, qualifies enough for this um wait for that to go on sale pick up some of that mix that with the bacon vodka i i can't remember it might have been marianne that told me to do that it's marianne it might have been somebody in the chat i can't remember but i want to try that try that mixture um yeah dennis says uh, good rums hard to find in the states at least in regular stores the stuff i got the, the, the jersey distilled stuff for me it's it's pretty nice and smooth. Um, it's a shame they didn't ha- they weren't there at the New York Craft uh, Beer Fest because they were at the Big Brew Beer Festival in um, Morristown and fuck when was that last one? It was like April or May, I think. Um, there, God damn it! There's another one in um, October. But unfortunately, uh, my partner in crime, usually for the New Jersey ones, uh, my father-in-law, he is going to be out of town. So, uh, uh, Dennis, heads up. If you want to do a uh, beer fest in Morristown, I believe it's October 11th. Let me look at my calendar here. Uh, Yeah, I believe that would be the day. Oh, wow. Hockey season starts two days before that. Son of a bitch. But uh, October 11th, Morristown at the Morristown Armory. So, Dennis, if you're up for that, let me know. Um, it's a Saturday. Because I uh, I haven't missed one in the past two, <laughs> two, three. I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a good festival. Good festival. I enjoyed that one. Um, 
the the you know the cups aren't as cool as the ones we got in New York. I mean they're plastic mugs, but it works. Um, as long as it's not on the same weekend as Comic Con. Oh fuck, it might be. Shit. Comic Con. Ah shit, is Comic Con? Uh, let me see. Comic Con. Comic Con might be the following weekend. I want to say 18th, 19th sounds familiar for that. Um, I don't know. Well, we'll talk about that later because I never remember half the shit I talk about on the show anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm probably not doing Comic Con. I don't know. Only because I don't think I can spare the whole weekend with uh, what will be at that point a like two month old in the house. <laughs> yeah, uh, my daughter is due to be born in. Let's see, today's the 29th, so that leaves me one, two. Jesus Christ! Like two and a half weeks. Son of a bitch. Oif, oif. And Butt Monkey does have. Butt Monkey does have an excellent suggestion, and I, you know what? Fuck, if, if I may be hurting for material next week, who knows? Um, ah, oh shit. White as Brent says Comic Con is October 9th to twelfth. Okay, eh, skip the Big Brew Beer Festival. You know what? Um, th- there'll be another one that'll pop up in the spring, and go for that one. Um, I don't mind missing it. They they really they really focus on the seasonals at the um at the the October one. So if you're not into like pumpkin, it might not be your thing. But um, goddamn, oh, oh, Jesus Christ! I'm gonna have another kid in two and a half weeks. <sighs> but uh, butt monkey had another. Yeah. See, I'm getting unfocused. What the fuck's wrong with me? Butt monkey had a fantastic point. You should hold a show where everyone calls in their worst drunk stories. I, I you know what? Maybe I will do that for next week. If not next week, the week after. Actually, you know what? That may that may actually be. Let's see. Okay, one, two, three. Um, I'm doing that this month. I just got to figure out when. It may actually be the perfect um, perfect one for the uh, 26th of August. That may actually be the perfect perfect topic right there. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll come back eventually, but monkey, I will. I, I, I think I needed me time because I don't know my head's all screwed up. I'm 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 a problem. Ah, best drunk story wins a beer coaster. Yes, that's a good one. Yes, I sent Brent some uh, alcohol by volume coasters, and I'll send you some coasters too with a best drunk story. We'll figure out uh, we'll figure out what day I'm going to do that on the show. But you can uh, call in with your best drunk stories, and I'll just kind of sit back and listen. And uh, some of the focus will be taken off me for a ch- <laughs> but monkey says Hooter wins. Yeah, that would uh, that would that would probably end up being it. Um, you know, what? Uh, we're at ten to eight. Let me uh, goddamn, let me let me get to uh, the new releases and reveals for the week because I actually I have I have some decent ones for this week. Um, and you can you can probably tell when I have not been drinking enough during the show. And son of a bitch, I just realized having two computers set up for this i had links on one and the mlr chat on the other and it it doesn't it doesn't help as much when i am trying to post links son of a bitch okay so now i'm okay there we go got logged off the the laptop that's fine that's fine that's fine um 
post this image in the chat here. This is from Widmer Brothers. This is Fizz, part of their 30th anniversary collaboration series, a 5.5% ABV bubbly spritzer style ale that was brewed using lemons and fresh ginger with the brewing team at 10 Barrel Brewing in Bend, Oregon. Uh, it's going to be on 22 ounce bottles and on draft. Limited distribution in Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, San Diego, Minneapolis, New York City, Boston, and Philadelphia, which I take to mean that I will not see it. I mean, I know we are sometimes seen as New York City area, but uh, I'm probably not going to see it here. Um, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> Butt Monkey's uh, latest message in the chat. Shit, when did I get here? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Poor Butt Monkey. But you know what? If if there's 12-pack down... God damn, dude. Oof. Oh, oh, P-Rock lights. Oh, no. Oh. Well, dude, you know what? If, if, if there's ever a show to drink during... <laughs> fuck, this is the one. I mean, no, no, no shame with this one. No shame whatsoever. Um... This is one that actually may interest Mitch. If I could uh, find the image here, because I have too many tabs open. This is kind of a weird one. Um, this may actually not interest Mitch. Only It may only interest him by name. Um, this is apparently a new offering from Guinness. Uh, this is Guinness Blonde American Lager. And you can see, I mean, it's a, it's a shitty promo photo if you're in the chat there. Um, <laughs> Butt Monkey says it's, this is a really good show. Wayne's Brent says it's not bad. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Um, but Guinness Blonde American Lager is releasing this fall. Not much else is known about it. Jason Alstrom of Beer Advocate has tried it for what that's worth. Um, all materials in it are going to be from the U.S. with the exception of the yeast. It's thought to be direct competition with beers like Yingling and Sam Adams, Boston Lager. Um, so you kind of get the idea there. Uh, I, I think some people on Beer Advocate were thinking that it was a um, kind of a rebirth of was it Guinness Gold or something like that. But uh, I, I think somebody kind of debunked that a little bit. But eh, don't even... I mean, it's going to be out this fall, so... There's that. Uh, let me close out some of these tabs. Make this a little bit easier for me. Uh, okay, we got a new one here from uh, Trogues coming out uh, this winter. Actually, I don't think it's I don't think it's new per se, but uh, it's a seasonal coming back. Um, oh, Red Sox says I have one of the best shows on MLR, and Butt Monkey says better than the Red. Oh, I appreciate that, sirs. I feel the love. This is Trogue's Blizzard of Hops. It's a winter IPA, which is kind of a new designation by me, uh, with notes of citrus and pine, 6.4% uh, ABV, 12-ounce bottles, and on draft arrival to be determined. But being a winter beer, I'd guess probably you know around October or so. Um, this one I just picked out because I like the label. And, um, yeah, it's kind of gay. Oh, shit. God damn it. Um, did I actually... Did I just cut that or did I oh no I, I cut it okay control C control X you know oh, whatever fuck it um joke by the way before someone runs back to me Benny god damn it the red show is just fine 
Those are good, upstanding gentlemen, even footer. Uh, this is Phantasmo, Mexican-style lager from Three Floyds. Um, sparkly brightness for your eyes and snappy Christmas for your mouth. Dip your tongue in the fantasy of rainbows. A lager true to the Mexican bohemian tr- brewing tradition. Too much sanity, maybe madness. 3.9% ABV. This one is low. 22-ounce bombers and on draft. It arrived on draft July 12th. Uh, next one here, we got... Uh, three actually in a row from Woodchuck. Uh, so if you like your ciders, this is your segment here. Uh, Woodchuck Hopsation Cider. It's labeled as a hop-forward cider crafted with Cascade Hops. 5% ABV being officially introduced in August. Six packs of 12-ounce bottles. So I am um, I, I'm actually curious about this one because um, Woodchuck Ciders... Especially the seller series have been a little bit hit or miss with me, um, but I'm curious about a, a hop forward cider. See how that see how that tastes. Oh yeah, Western Echo with the old uh, with the old with the old guy Dickens cider. <laughs> yeah, uh, she'd like a good Dickens cider. <laughs> I really have to get a duck sound effect on here because I do that far too often. Uh, another one from Woodchuck. Uh, this is Woodchuck Fall Harvest. Uh, let's see. I think I actually tried some of this at the Garden State Brewfest. I, I, I think I think they had it there for some reason. Crafted with the classic autumn flavors of cinnamon, nutmeg, and American white oak, the cider is just like apple pie. 5% ABV, 6 packs of 12-ounce bottles hitting shelves in August and remaining on shelves through October. Then the last one... From Woodchuck, this is from the aforementioned uh, seller series, and I apologize, this image seems to be a chopped off one, but this is what I got. It is their Sour Cherry. Now, I had a taste of a Sour Cherry Cider from Doc's Draft recently. It was a bit too sweet for me. Um, it, I, I like sour, but when the sweetness is overwhelming, it, it does it doesn't work for me. I'll probably try this one if I see it. I mean, it's going to be one bomber bottle. It's not going to be like I'm buying a whole growler or a six-pack of it. Um, but like I said, the seller series has been a little hit or miss for me. And uh, just because Western Echo said it in the chat, I'm going to see if I can say it. How much wood could a woodchuck... Fuck! God damn it! How much wood could a... How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? How much wood would a wood... How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Okay, eh, two out of four ain't bad. Um, it blends common eating apple varieties and bittersweet varieties with cherries sourced from Belgium. 22-ounce bottles will be on shelves throughout August and September. And then this last one here, this is a beer that I actually mentioned in the past, but it is finally seeing domestic release here. It is the... I probably should have some music queued up for this, but I don't, so fuck you. The... Klingon Vornog. Yeah, yeah, Dennis, I'm not drunk enough for this, apparently. <laughs> a strawberry! <laughs> I chuck my wood at least once a day! How much tranny dick could Kevin suck if he could chuck? Wait, what? God damn it, Brent! <laughs> yes, Brent said, How much tranny dick could Kevin suck if he could suck tranny dick? I, I'm not sucking tranny dick! I might take. Wait, no. Fine soundbite for you. I'm not going to suck tranny dick. I'll take it up the ass. 758. 
there you go, guys. So this is the Klingon War Nog. You know, Klingons from Star Trek. It's via the Federation of Beer and Indiana-based Tin Man Brewing Company. <laughs> there you go, Dennis. You are welcome, sir. A high-quality Rogan Dunkelweiss, or a Danish rye beer. It's going to be available at select liquor stores and bars in Indiana State. Wait, Indiana State? No, Indiana and Washington State. Goddamn. Uh, it's unannounced as to where else it will find distribution. So uh, keep an eye out for that to see where it shows up in your market. I know they're going to have uh, opening events for it and stuff like that. But uh, with that, I believe that is the end of the show. Barely through two beers. This Lejean chocolate milk stout, though. Very creamy, very smooth, very nice. Very enjoyable. I can understand why Brent says it's a bit overhyped, but it is very, very tasty. Very nicely balanced. I like it. So, with that, uh, I don't want to cut in on Sir Darkside's time. But, uh, as always, if there's a local beer you think I should try, drop me an email at kevinatmorelikeradio.com. See if we can work out a beer trade just like I did with Brent. And like Dennis says, uh, my uh, my my top two passions in life, uh, beer and trendy cock. My wife and kids are close second and third. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Wait, is that, is that Bailey J there? It doesn't quite look like her. Is that just some random tranny? I can't tell. Eh, whatever. Buy my fucking shirt. Buy my shirt. Booster.com slash alcohol by volume. Help me hit that order threshold. I, I, I've been trying the past couple days not to spam on Twitter and Facebook, but I'm going to start doing again, so come on. Um, ABV beer tasting list. I did add stuff to it today. Tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting. Check out what we're talking about the Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the ABV Facebook page. Facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. And uh, pointy pointy. That is a nice image butt monkey. Thank you very much. I don't even care if she has a cock because she has nice tits. 8 o'clock for you there, Dennis. Um... Follow me on Twitter at Odysseus, E-D-I-C-I-U-S, at MLR underscore alcohol. Look me up on Untapped, Alcohol by Volume, all one word. Coming up next, Sir Darkside with the newly named My Time Now. Coming up next, followed by Dutch and Royce, buy my shirt, booster.com slash alcohol by volume. I've sold 15 so far. I think my sister's going to buy a couple, but I need more. I got to get to 50. Gotta get to 50. 20 days left. Do it, guys. Booster.com slash alcohol by volume. I will see you next week, guys. We all-